What defines crazy? One way Urban Dictionary defines crazy is someone who will go against the rules. A person who acts in a manner that normal society does not approve of. We would add that crazy can be defined as enigmatic, meaning mysterious or speaking in riddles, often misunderstood. God tells us in Isaiah 55, 8-9, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Yet even though he is enigmatic, he tells us in seven places in scripture that if we seek him, we will find him when we search with all of our heart. Journey with us as we seek him and explore the evidence that confirms God be crazy. So lately you and I have been talking a lot about the church today and some things that have been in the forefront of my mind. I know that the, I feel like the Holy Spirit has been prompting us to talk about the church culture, culture. Yeah. And how, how it just feels to me. I know, I know personally for me, I've visited churches recently as I'm not in a specific one right now. I'm still searching for a home church and I I know that you are also searching for a home church and in doing that, I keep coming across the same scenario that keeps playing out. And I feel like the Holy Spirit is, is tapping on my shoulder a bit and saying, Hey, I think we need to have a discussion. So I think we need to talk about that today. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've also been searching for a church home since, I mean, goodness, over 18 months. It's coming up on two years, and I've been to a lot of churches in yeah. in this um, in my area. Lots of different types of churches, and I mean, even not in your area, we've we've went to churches an hour away before, right? Right, just trying to find that fit. And of course, I'm not vying for a perfect church because that's not going to happen, you right. know. But um, a church that has accountability, that preaches the truth, and that is Holy Spirit led or my number one things, you know? Right. As, as well as mine. So in that church search, we've noticed some things that are very frustrating about the culture mm-hmm. and about the time that we're living in. And this is not just a snapshot of our city area, the 60 mile radius around our homes. Yeah. It is our culture as a whole. I don't think it's just America. I think it is globally. Yes. How we have become. Yes. The Christian culture um, is very much a fast food culture in in that it's um, instant gratification. Mm-hmm. Make me feel good. Tell me all the good things. Um, speak life into me. Yeah. Make me feel something. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like a lot of it, my experiences have been um, going to the church of the feely goods, as mm-hmm. I say. Like, yeah. I feel as I look around um, at a lot of the churches that I've visited, it saddens me because I see someone performing on stage with all the energy. The worship team is throwing their hearts out, you know, and the pastor may be given a, a you know, a very emphatic, you know, speech or lecture or sermon, and 
I look around at the audience, so to speak, or the the body of Christ, and there's a lot of dead. You know, it's yeah. like it, it, it's like a, a consumer. You know, like they're just sitting there. And I have not stayed at those churches because I've just, I, I mean, I I want to participate. I want to be, I I. I want to get up and I want to move and I want the Holy Spirit to lead something. And I look around at me and sometimes it, I mean, it makes me very sad to see people dead in their seats. You know, and I think something else that we as a culture have become accustomed to because of the societal norms that are acceptable now are things happening when we want them to happen in our timing and we are not a patient people we do not when we pray for something we expect results you know like well i've been praying about this and god has answered or i've been praying for this and oh this is how god answered you know and it brings it brings to mind um first samuel Mm-hmm. You know, in the church of the in the Israelites in the early days, and when God appointed the first king for the Israelites, and I think we should dive into that a little bit. And mm-hmm. I think it's interesting how that particular church and what's going on there still very much applies to us today. Right in in First Samuel eight, the Israelites are asking for a king. They want to replace Samuel, who they say in verse 5, You're old, and your sons don't walk in your ways. Now appoint a king to lead us, such as all the other nations have. All the other nations have a king, and we want one too. You're really old. (laughs) And so Samuel is displeased and grieved by that, and he goes and he prays to the Lord. And the Lord tells him, Listen, all the things that they're saying to you, it's not that they're rejecting you so much. They're rejecting me. Um, They've rejected me as their king. Um, As they have done from the day I brought them up out of Egypt until this day, forsaking me and serving other gods, so they are doing to you. And so then he goes on in verse 9 and says, Now listen to them, but warn them solemnly and let them know what the king who will reign over them will do. And he goes on to say in many verses after that, they're going, that king is going to oppress them. It is not going to be pleasant. They're going to be in bondage. They're going to be in slavery. They're going to have to work hard for this king. They're going to have to give up a lot of things for him. And they're going to suffer for that. But if this is what they really want to do, give it to them. Well, and I think that um, begs the question that sometimes we as Christians are given the desires of our hearts, even though those desires are not in line with the will of God. We suffer unnecessarily when we work outside of God's will. Absolutely. The, their motives and their timing was yes, not in God's timing. timing. Mm-hmm. He promised them back in, when was that? Goodness. Oh, even all the way back to Genesis. He promised yes. Abraham yes. that he would make him exceedingly fruitful and I will make you into nations and mm-hmm. kings shall come from you. So it's not that Israel's request for a king was sinful in and of itself. The problem was that their motives and their timing Mm -hmm. were not in line with the will of God. And they weren't willing to wait on the Lord. They weren't willing to wait. 
And as we, as we well know from our own lives um, and all throughout Scripture, when God has a plan, He has a plan for a specific time, mm-hmm. and the timing has to be right. And when, the, when we enforce our will upon something, when it's not God's timing, we're going to suffer for and- that. And the Bible's pretty clear, and this is a beautiful example of how, again, he will give us the desires of our hearts, even if it's not in line with our, our, or with his will for us. If it's what we want and we keep on and on and on, sometimes he allows us to have the things that are not meant for us to teach us a lesson. Right. Right. And so hopefully, if we learn that lesson the next time, we will wait on him and receive the full measure of what he has planned. Right. Yeah. So he goes on to say later on, of course, you know, what God tells Samuel is going to happen is going to happen. And he says in First Samuel 12, I believe this is in uh, verse 17, And you will realize what an evil thing you did in the eyes of the Lord when you asked for a king. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, that does come to pass. They they groan and they realize, oh, snap, this was not really a good idea. Well, I mean, they they called God Yahweh, you know, and instead of turning to Yahweh, who was already acting as their king and had appointed Samuel to, to lead them. Instead of of turning to him, they demanded that king. And they got what they wanted. And once they did, they realized that they had committed mm-hmm. sin, you know? Yeah. There will be a cost when we get what we want from God if it is out of his sovereign will and his timing. You know, Israel's sinful motives and impatience, they were outside of his sovereign will, but what they were not is outside of his sovereign control. Because ultimately, Mm. God can work everything out to our good. So we may have added years, they may Mm. have added hundreds of years of kings that were terrible to you know, their lineage and their life and... Yeah, their history books. Their history books. But the fact is, God turns it all around. Mm-hmm. And that's that's who he is and what he does. Correct. Romans and 8. it doesn't matter what how we sh- think we screw it up. We cannot screw up his sovereign control. Right. He can pivot. He can do something else to, to allow things to happen within his sovereign will. He's mm-hmm. sovereign. That means he gets the final say, even yep. whenever we we make choices that screw things up. Right. Yeah. But, of course, it would be best if we didn't screw things <laughs> up, right? Yeah. So whenever we have a desire in our heart, we should take that to him. We should pray for God's will to be done and not our will to be done. And that's really hard to do because even as we take a request or, or a petition to him, we we want him to do what we want, <laughs> you know, otherwise we wouldn't be requesting it. But it is it's something we have to die to. We have to die to our flesh and come mm-hmm. back to center and say, okay, you are God. You made heaven and earth and all that lives. You built everything and see everything and know everything, and we don't. And I think that's so important that he 
sees the bigger picture and we do not. And sometimes whenever we, we are praying and we're, we're, we say we want God's will, but at the same time, like you said, we have mm-hmm. our desire. That's yeah, what we're we praying for, obviously. Right. And in that, sometimes we are impatient with God's answer and in pushing for God's answer to come sooner or in our timing instead of his, then we allow ourselves to make those mistakes and sometimes take an answer as a yes when it was a not right now or right. a no, you know, right. and we run with that on our own. We color it yeah, with our lens of desire. Yes. Oh, I think I heard the Lord say this. Mm, okay. You know, sometimes it's not always true. So, um, and we also do that in the church. We make it about us instead of about him. In, in Amos, Amos 5, 21 through 24, God speaks directly against this and tells us what he hates about our, our practices. Um, he's addressing specifically the Israelites of this time, but it's very relevant to us yeah. t- today globally, the global church. He says, I hate, I despise your religious feasts. I cannot stand your assemblies. Even though you bring me burnt offerings and grain offerings, I will not accept them. Though you bring choice fellowship offerings, I will have no regard for them. Away with the noise of your songs, I will not listen to the music of your harps, but let justice roll on like a river, righteousness like a never-failing stream. What he's saying is, you were just checking boxes. Yeah. Your heart is far from me. I can't stand your praise and worship when your conduct is largely disobedience. You know, what he's saying to them is they had no basis on which to come and worship God because their conduct reflected disobedience to his decrees and his laws. They were in direct opposition to his laws. You know, the motives of the church, again, the same as they were in the, with the Israelites earlier, the motives and the timing that we keep coming back to that. And the motives of the church, even today, are, as the scripture says, in oppo- direct opposition to what God is, is asking from his people. We, we were never meant to just be a showboat church. It was never meant to be that. It's not a social club. Yes, we are supposed to gather together and, and you know, share in the company of like-minded believers. Correct. But the church was meant to disciple. Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you're not sure how to turn it into reality? You need Ready, Set, Podcast. They make it super easy to create your own podcast. They can help record, edit, and publish your idea. They have prices to fit any budget and options for both hobbyists and professional podcasters. So if you have an idea, reach out to them for a free consultation on their website or social media at www.readysetpodcast.xyz. Ready, Set, Podcast, turning your brilliant idea into reality. We were meant to come in as young Christians, get that milk, Mm because that's what we need at that phase in our lives, and then we are to grow. And as we grow, then we get meat. God teaches us more and more about His Word and Mm -hmm. what what our role is and 
No, we don't earn our way to heaven, but it should be our job as believers and Christians to want to model our life after Christ's life. He was not here to be served or to be seen. He was here to serve. He literally came to serve his people and to die for us so that Mm. we could have eternal life. And we are supposed to mimic our lives after him. I just feel like the church today is doing it wrong. We are missing the mark. We are supposed to be growing in communion with God, developing a deeper personal relationship with us and with God. Sometimes, more often than not, that requires us to be alone in our wrestle. Right. To, we have to have that to grow in God. If we, having friends and fellowship and believers surround you is a beautiful thing. And it can yes, be. and we need it. It can be such a, a strong, supportive thing. But the, the problem people in our society are having is that we rely so heaven, heavily on the opinions of others and mm-hmm. we are not getting our validation from the only place it truly matters and that is from God. Yes. And it doesn't matter if Bob or Cindy or Joe think that it's a great idea that you're doing this or that you should do this yes. or they say, God gave me a word for you. That is wonderful. When God gives someone a word for us, We should be grateful, but we should also take that back to God and say, Lord, this sister or brother in Christ brought this to me and said that this is what you want for me. Is this something that I need to incorporate into my life? Are there aspects of this that I'm missing in my own? Show me, Lord. Search my heart. Sift me so that I can become who you want me to be in this season. And Mm -hmm. once we get to a place that we have a solid relationship with God, then being around other believers, that's when you get the joy of it. Because when you've got sold out believers that are in the same mindset of you, and that is to serve others and to have that relationship with God and have that communion with him and share in that worship of our creator, when you have that burning desire in you, then you take the church out to the world. Yes. And it lights the world on fire, you know? Like, we can really then go disciple and preach and teach to other people when we have God on fire in our hearts. Yes. And community is important, but it should never come before our walk with God, our close, personal, one-on-one, alone time to grow and develop our faith. Mm-hmm. You know, the, our faith really grows in the secret place. Yeah. In the secret place of meeting with Him, it is one-on-one. It is our cult- cultivating a relationship with Him takes meeting together one-on-one without other noise of other of other people and sometimes mm-hmm. well-meaning Christians well-meaning believers come and tell you what they believe is true or their opinions or their thoughts and that's contradicts what you're getting in the secret place right and when that contradicts you've got to make a choice as a follower of God like if I who am I going to listen to God? that choice is, should be very simple right 
But it gets really hairy whenever well-meaning Christians and and people who are also following God are telling you, "No, you're this is not what you should do. This is not what you're really you're really off." Or but if in the secret place, if in that one-on-one time with God where you are cultivating a relationship with him and he is speaking to you and you are hearing from him in the ways that he does that, then then we should be listening to his voice above all the other chatter of even well-meaning other Christian people who are following God. They might be following God, but if you don't get if you if what you're getting from your faith community or people in small group or whomever you're close to is contradicting what you're getting from the Holy Spirit, um, who are you going to follow? <laughs> we are to follow Him above what other people are saying, even if those people are other Christians. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's important, again, to reiterate that we're not knocking small group, life group, or any type of group where you sure. get together with fellow believers. Um But the purpose should not be social club. Right. I mean, when is the last time in a small group setting or in a, even a church classroom setting, or when is the last time that you went to one of those functions and someone came to Christ? When is the last Mm -hmm. time that you sat down with your group of people that you're supposed to be doing life with and you guys dug into the word together where you can tell that it impacted someone there or yourself, mm-hmm. you know. In a deep, profound way. Yes, in a way that that has changed you, you or opened your eyes. When's the last time you brought someone with you to church? Yes. When's the last time that you actively took a role in leading someone to Christ or teaching someone about Christ. Mm-hmm. The fact that we show up on Easter Sunday looking our best or that we show up every Sunday to church and give our tithes and and say the right things, go through the motions of listening to the sermon and sing the songs and get up and leave and we go about our lives as if that's just part of our lives. That Going through the motions is not going to do you any favors. It doesn't get you anywhere with God. And that's the kind of thing that he was talking about in this scripture that we just Mm -hmm. read in Amos, you know, about he was, their worship was detestable, was detestable to him. Their offering was detestable to him. Mm -hmm. What he looks at is your heart. And I'm sorry, but there are going to be a lot of people that are surprised to know that they have fallen into this trap of, oh, I'm good. I'm a Christian. If you haven't read your Bible this month, you're in trouble. Right. This should be a wake up call. Yeah. To all of us. And, yeah. and you know, this isn't a point fingers at anyone. It's a it's a search your soul. Be honest mm-hmm. with yourself, because ultimately what matters is not what people in the world see as much as your relationship with God. And if you truly have a relationship with God, that will be reflected in the life that you walk among your peers. Yes, absolutely. And he calls us to get uncomfortable. We are not to be comfortably moving through the flow of what you know, checking boxes and doing the you know the social gatherings that we that we do. We're 
we're to be uncomfortable for the gospel. If we're Mm -hmm. not suffering in some form because we walk differently than the world, then we might be walking a little bit too closely with the world. Yeah. Yeah, he says specifically, I believe it's 1 John 2, 3 and 6. He says, not everyone who says, I'm in him, I'm a Christian, Mm -hmm. actually is. He starts in verse 3 and he says, Now by this we know that we know him, if we keep his commandments. He who says, I know him, and does not keep his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him, and by this we know that we are in him. He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked. And so we, this begs us all to look at our hearts and ask ourselves, does, does our fruit, does our life reflect Christ? And not just what people see on the outside, but if we were to be able to turn ourselves inside out and people could see our hearts and hear our thoughts, are those acceptable to God? Because if they're not, we need to repent. He calls us to repentance. He mm-hmm. calls us, you know, he says, blessed is though, blessed are those who the Lord corrects. He, like, like the son he loves, he corrects us. Mm-hmm. And this is what he's saying whenever he's speaking to the Israelites in Amos. He's saying, get right. This is detestable, you guys. Like, clean up. Clean yourselves up. I love you enough to give you another chance. Yes, he gives us a million chances, it seems. You know, over and over, we are unfaithful, and we are serving other gods or serving ourselves. We want what we want. We we operate out of our own motives and intentions and our fleshly desires. And he is saying, please clean yourself up. You know, we are... We are in unprecedented times right now. The Lord, I keep getting from the Lord, like, you know, this isn't going to go on forever. I'm coming soon. And we don't know what soon means, you know. We don't know how soon soon is. But whenever He comes for us, we need to be ready. We don't need to be, you know, caught like a thief in the night, like the Scripture says. Like, we need to be ready for his return at any moment. And I fear that our current state um, in the world, the global church, the church as a whole, is walking too closely to the world's ideals and the way the world functions. Um, you can't you can't easily detect a Christian's life in, in this culture that we're living in. You know, this makes me think of the scripture. Um, Revelations 3.19, I think it's, those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline. So be earnest and repent. Mm-hmm. You know, he loves us and he gives us the opportunity over and over and over to recognize where we struggle in our flesh and to give that to him and to let him do a work in us. Yes. Yes. Let us let him clean us up so that we can more fully walk in his ways and so that we are shining like lights in a dark place. Yes. We are not supposed to walk the way the world walks, care about the things the world cares about. You know, we're supposed to be dying to this world every day. And if we're not dying to this world, then we're we're partners with it. Yeah. 
You know, the Lord wants to fellowship with us. He wants to come into our churches, into our hearts, into our lives. You know, we really need to to resist this, let's just go have church mentality and seek that true fellowship with Christ because he desires that. And we should want that also. Yeah, we should be thirsty for it, Mm -hmm. hungry for it. We should all want the meat instead of the milk. And, you know, as, as new Christians, if anyone's listening that's a new Christian, you know, there's a time and a place for you to get to the meat, and you'll get there. So stick with where you're at. But if you are have been in church for a year, two years, and you're not growing, you're not getting anywhere, I challenge you to ask God to show you where you can grow and to get into that meat. Because at some point, you have to get there. Right. And you cannot get there on the wings of your parents, on the wings of your pastor, on the wings of somebody else. You have to get that for yourself. And if you don't know your word, the word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Read the word. And the scripture says that, you know, there's going to come a time that we're going to have to have the word hidden in our heart so that we can use that. If you don't know the word, you cannot fight the enemy. We talked about this, you know, previously. Mm Mm-hmm. The scripture in Ephesians 6, where he tells us what we need, we need the word. That is how we fight the enemy. We cannot do it without the word of God. You have to read your Bible. You have to learn your Bible, and you have to grow in that intimate relationship with God. Amen. Thanks for listening to the God Be Crazy podcast. If the message of the podcast resonates with you, please make sure to subscribe or follow so that you never miss an episode. We also encourage you to rate and review it on your favorite podcast platform. By doing this, you may help others hear the podcast as well. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or just share it the good old fashioned way. Talk about it with the people in your life. It is our hope that you will be blessed and strengthened by the truth and crazy love of God. Mm